This is a free download from the BBC. For more information, go to bbc.co.uk slash podcasts. Hello, dear listener. Oh! Hello, dear listener. Hello. How have you done that, though? It's just... Did it, you press record by yourself without me? Mike set it up before he left the studio. Oh, OK, I was going to say. All right. Hello, well done. OK. Well done. Well, th- we're starting now. All but right, Catherine then. will come in late. Oh, here she is. What? We've started. Okay, we're doing well, the podcast. No, the party don't start till I walk in. Oh, party don't start till I walk in. To be fair, though, I've never been to a party without Kesha, so... Hi, this is Ian Lee from BBC Three Counties Radio, formerly from the TV. Well done, you've down. Well done, you've downloaded this week's podcast. And boy, what a doozy it is! We got some really good stuff in it, including this. No. This. And also, this bit. No, I'm not putting those in. Put it in. It, okay, you get the clips. All right. I'll put them in. Okay. All right. I mean, so I, if there's nothing in here, if you've just heard nothing, it means Ian hasn't put. Why any don't you clips put that in. in there? Your middle finger. How am I going to put that in the podcast? You weren't supposed to. That's a trade secret. Anyway, coming up, this... Stop it. All right, I know what we do. Play the clips of no, your... No, 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 okay. no. I know the way around it. All right. I'll say this, and then you two reenact a bit from this week's show. OK. What bit we're we going to reenact? Coming up in the podcast, you can hear this... This... Uh, I don't think they should have tampons on public display. Oh, that's not in the podcast. Uh, and this. You pronounce things really weird. You say February. But first of all, let's get straight in with Peter from Woolmer banging on about something. Woolmer Green. Peter from Woolmer bang, banging on about green. Woolmer Green. Peter from Peter Green from Woolmer. Peter Green from the original lineup of Fleetwood Mac banging on about something. Perfect. Good morning, Peter. What would you like to have a moan about today? I'm not moaning. Uh, what? What I want to do is. Compliment two of our highest ministers, religious ministers. One, what? Justin Welby. Yes. CV. Yes. And Vincent Nichols, Catholic. What What have they done to, to warrant they this have praise? Really, really stood up for the needy. They've not walked by on the other side like lots of people do. And I want to really compliment them on doing this because Re- it's very rare. Remind us what they've said, Peter, and what they've done. Well, they both stood up and said. Uh, it's a catastrophe for lots of people in our society, the, what has been happening to the poor. What, in what respect? They're talking about the bedroom tax, weren't they, is one of the oh, things. Yeah, but all sorts of things as well, apart from that. So if you're, if you're... It's the first time I've noticed two senior figures in the churches yes. standing up and not passing by on the other side, which I think is brilliant. Well, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting that they've stood up and said this, but then uh, uh, what practical help are they offering? Well, they're all, the churches are already offering a lot of practical help in, in the food kitchens and things like that. Because so, uh, the, the, the Church of England, as we know, Peter, is, is one of the wealthiest organisations in the world, isn't yeah. it? So they could maybe sell you know, a few art pieces, get a few million quid together, and um, go out and actually do something about it, well, couldn't they? Well, we could also sell some of our gold, then. Well, but, no, but I'm just we've saying... We've got a great big heap of gold there, which we go and look at. We haven't got that much gold anymore. Oh, uh, don't nonsense. But, but, but you're, you're praising the, 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 uh, those priests, those yeah. uh, religious figures, for, yeah. for what they've said. 
But if I was a homeless person, or if I was struggling to pay the bedroom tax, or if I was in a position of need, I'd rather they sold off, you know, one of their golden chalices and gave me a few quid. Well, Do you see uh, what I'm saying? I mean, They've got a lot of money. and it's that's, all... a, that's a very short-term view, or biased view, come to that. No, I'm just putting forward the point of view. It's, we can all walk the walk. No, well, hang on. Well, with the six richest nation in the, the world, according to Mr Pickles, the yes. six richest, I, I thought we were seventh, but with the six richest nation in the world. Yes, we can all talk, I've remembered it now, we can all talk the talk, but can we walk the walk? Well, these... that's just that's that's just symbolic nonsense you just said. Well, really. it's, it's, no, it's Can't not. Can we talk the talk and walk the walk? Well, no, Peter, it's not. The it's church like... does more <laughs> does more for the poor and needy than most most people. As as one would hope, they're the church, but they could do. Uh, do we ever? Mm. You, you, he said he didn't want to have a whinge. He was. Do, you, we, you... <laughs> do we ever? Yes. Have a program yeah. to show. What has happened to the dumped families, for instance? Well, the, the, I don't, society. What are the dumped families, Peter? I don't know what that the means. The dumped families are people who have been moved out of their areas and so-called dumped. The programme the program about it, not, not about them, it was about the, the effects on people living in the areas, but yes. the, 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 the dumped families are people who have been moved out of areas where they lived all their life because yes. they now can't afford to live there. OK. And and uh, the, the the members of the church coming out and saying that's bad will have what effect? Well, they didn't actually talk None. about that, but ah. they were talking about generally what happened. Ah. And what has happened to the peop- poor people? Right. But the thing is, Peter, again, you're not, you're not listening. Talk the talk, walk the walk. Let me break that down. Maybe you don't know what that means. I know exactly what that means. Well, do you know what it means in this context? Yeah, I know exactly Could you what tell me means. what it means in this context? Well, what you're saying is they talk about it, but they're not doing anything about it. Well, Correct. they are doing things Correct. about it. But they could, they could do more. Pete, uh, Peter, uh, I'll, I'll remind you... We could all you... do more, Ian. No, I know we could all do more, Peter, but you've brought up the fact that, that these two religious figures have said that people are struggling. Yeah. And yet they are... They are working for organisations that have got millions of pounds in arts, millions of pounds in property, million, probably billions of pounds. Yeah. So they could, they're in a position to actually do something hugely significant. Well, they already do something hugely significant. They already do it. I mean, the, the amount of poor that goes to the church is huge. And what does the church give them? The, the church feeds them quite often. Right. And they organise... They organise people to, uh, if you like, deliver food in the, and that sort of the thing. The problem I have, Peter, is is when members of uh, incredibly wealthy organisations... Like like, like uh, uh, business people you're talking about? No. Oh. Because you've not oh, let... you're not talking about business Because you've people. not let me finish my sentence, Peter. <laughs> so you don't know where I'm going. <laughs> Would you like me to finish my sentence? Yes, go on then. The problem I have is when representatives of incredibly wealthy organisations start talking about how we should be doing more for the poor. Well, who should start talking about it, then? You tell me that. But, the th- you, you, Peter, you... you <laughs> no, you, you're sorry, you know, don't change the subject. No, I'm not changing the subject, Peter. Your, your, your logic is, is, is all over the shop this no, morning. You, who should talk about it, then? You've been on the night nurse or something, Peter. No, who should talk about it? The thing is... <laughs> I don't know what you're laughing for, because you won't let me get a point out. Let me get a point out, People won't face up to facts. OK, here's the thing, right? The church is really, really wealthy. It's so easy for them to talk about it. Why don't they just sell off a couple of their artworks and go and pay people's bedroom tax for, for five years? Why don't they go and feed all these people? Why don't they go and home these, these homeless people? They can, they can talk as much as they want, but why don't they put their hands in their pocket a little bit more? 
I think that I think that's a total outrageous joke, really. What you're saying, you're saying that they're responsible. Yes. For the policies of a government. No, I'm not. That Peter. is making people poor. I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> Where did, when did I say that, mate? Well, you're literally saying it in effect. No, I, I'm literally saying it in effect. That doesn't even mean I'm literally not saying it, literally or otherwise. Well, I mean, if you just diminish the church by, by getting them to sell off all their properties and whatever... I didn't say sell off all their properties. Well, you're telling them to diminish themselves then. Sell a couple of artworks, dip into your, ba- your bank funds. The church well, is really, well, really wealthy. Artwork. This country's got artworks no one but ever But it's sees. not this country that's, that's saying things about the poor. It's the church are saying something about the poor. That's well, why I'm suggesting they try and get, sell some stuff are, and make some money. Are no one should stand up for them then? Oh, I'm just saying if they're in a position of such wealth, it's easy, it's easy to stand up and say something it's difficult to actually go out and do something practical. But they're doing something practical already they're doing something practical already. They could do so much more Peter and you know it. Well so could we all. But it's not it's not we all that are saying the poor are in a terrible situation. No but as many of us think so <laughs> Peter did you enjoy that? Oh, uh, well, yeah, quite quite it, so, but I didn't come on for a whinge. I wanted to praise the two well, uh, top I, people in the churches. I thoroughly enjoyed that, Peter. Thank you for your, being a good welcome. sport. Speak to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. There we go. That's how you do it. That's what you need first thing on a Monday morning. A little bit of a Barney. That kind of wakes you up, doesn't it? That gets... Oh, I'm, I'm fired up now. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> up next, it's a little bit of this. I don't know what it is. Eric. No, Eric's. Simon Cowell had a baby called Eric, so here's some Eric stuff. Now, I've been told here we have two Eric's lined up. One is called Eric, the other is called Eric. One is 10 years old and one is 71 years old. I have to guess which Eric is which. So, good morning, Eric. Good morning. Have you got the right one? Well, I don't know. Is the other Eric there? Yeah. Ah, right, OK. So, I'm going to say, Eric... Yes? You're... Mm. You're the ten-year-old Eric. Yes. And Eric. Yes. Who's flushing the toilet? Um, an Eric. The seventy-one-year-old Eric. Well, it could be. Are you just flushing the toilet while you're on the phone to me, Eric? No, 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 no. Have you just? No. While you were waiting to talk to me. No. You didn't. No. Did you? No. Would I do a thing like that? Dirty Eric. Dirty no. Eric. No, 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 no. Now, no. Eric, what's it like being called Eric? Quite nice. I wasn't I talking to you, I was talking to Eric. Which Eric? The young one. Well, Eric? It's kind of weird because I had a granddad called Eric. Oh. So whenever I went over to my granddad, um, my mum would say, Eric, and we would both go, yes. So there was granddad Eric and there was Eric. Yeah. Uh, but do, do you, do you, do you, because it, it, Eric feels like a very old-fashioned name, doesn't it, Eric? It does. I was talking to the other Eric. You're talking to the young one, are you? Yes, I'm talking to Eric. I'll come to you in a minute, Eric. All right, I'll leave you to him then. Thank you, Eric. It's an old-fashioned name, isn't it, Eric? Yeah, there's no one at my school called Eric other than me. When you were growing up as an Eric, did, did it affect you? Um... I'm talking to the other Eric. <laughs> me? Yeah, you, you, this Eric, the yes. One, the old one, no, it didn't affect me at all. I bet there were loads of Eric's in your class, weren't there? Um, no, there wasn't in actual fact. Oh. You know, no. Is it, Eric, does it excite you to hear another Eric on the line? Yes. Yeah, I was talking to the other Eric, sorry. Oh. Yes. 
the young one. <laughs> it, it, it's good to know that the baton is still being passed along, isn't it? It certainly is, yes. Because, you see, you also had Eric Cantona. Oh. Ah, yes. He was a very violent French thug, wasn't he? He certainly was. What a thug. And, and the other gentleman was saying Eric, um, the banana man. Yes, that was called Eric. So, Eric, are you aware, then? I guess because there aren't many Erics, you must... Every time there's a famous Eric, you must be really aware of it. Well, I, I was sp- sorry, time. Eric. I was sorry. I was speaking to the other Eric. <laughs> um, yeah, guess so. Eric, who? Tom Dunnigan. Who the hell's he? He's a writer. Hang on. Who's who's, who's this? Who's, talk, who's this in the background? That's my wife. She's telling me another Eric. Go on, Eric. Who? Eric Von Dunnigan. Oh, Char- Eric Von Dunnigan. Chariot of the Gods. He thinks that he it's thinks the that the writer. human he, he thinks that the human race is uh, populated by aliens. Oh, something like that. <laughs> So, oh, tell her to shut up, Eric. <laughs> I was talking to you then as well. OK, yes. right, so, uh, Eric, can you name any more famous Erics? Me? Sp- no, I'm, I'm, I'm Eric. No, sorry, I'm speaking to the other Eric. <laughs> you want to say Eric the young one or Eric the old one? That's the... OK. That's we what we're talking about. OK, Eric the young one. Yes? Do you know any... I bet you're wishing you didn't get involved in this nonsense now. Can you think of any other cool Erics? No. <laughs> I'm going to name some Eric's, the young one, and you let me know if, if you know who they are or what you think they do, OK? So, Eric Clapton. Heard of him, but what, don't know what he does. What do you th- have a guess from his name. What do you think Eric Clapton might do? Um, musician? He's a musician. He's, he's, a, he's a guitarist. OK. Eric Sykes. What do, you think Eric, what do you think Eric Sykes might do with a name like that? Be a crazy scientist. Do you know what? Crazy scientist is not far off. I'll give, I'll give you one more. Eric the Viking. What do you think Eric the Viking does? Oh, well, he was a Viking. There you go. Spot on. Spot on. What have you got today, Eric? Um, I tell you what, why don't you both tell me simultaneously what you've got today? I'm taking my wife to the doctors at the moment. Oh, blimey. I, I, well, I hope she's all right, Eric. Yes, she's all right. Birthday today. Whose birthday is it today, young Eric? My stepdad's. Oh, fan. how old is he? Really, really old? No, he's 35. Oh, blimey. He's, 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 he's still a youngster. Are you doing anything nice to celebrate? Yeah, I think we'll be going out for lunch. Fantastic. Well, Eric and Eric, you've both been a really good sport. I appreciate your time this morning. Nice, nice to speak to you again, Eric. Nice, anyway. nice to speak to you, Eric, and nice to speak to you, Eric. Uh, OK. Speaking to the other one, but never mind. Thank you very much indeed. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, what, what must only be a radio first? It's uh, Eric, not Eric. Greg. Hiya. Oh, yeah. Hello, Greg. Eric Cantona. Uh, yes, we've had him, the violent French thug. You haven't had him already, have you? Yeah, we just had him. Eric suggested oh, yeah. him. Oh, yeah. no, oh, we're, all, we're all disappointed here. Hang on a minute, who's in the background with you? The lads at work. Yay! 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 The Super Luton Town. Yay! Luton. Okay, Tom. Hey, Luton Town, 22 games in a row, 7 0. They are on their way to disappointment at the end of the season yet again, aren't they? John Steele's Barmy Army. Army Army! It, 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 it lends in tears, it always does. Nah, this not year, all right. Not this year, not this year, Oh, Why, what, uh, Greg, can I ask, why are you not working? 
We are working. We just, we just have a bit of fun when we're at work. Is, is your job pr- f- uh, phoning up radio stations and sounding like drunks? Yeah! Oh, well, in that case, you're doing a cracking job, lads. Yeah! How, how many people are there with you, Eric? I mean, Greg. There's three of us, believe it or not. It sounds like, it sounds like about 26 Piggy. of you. There's yeah. me, Piggy and Andy. Piggy? Yeah, yeah. Piggy, yeah. Ex-Bestmature Darts. Okay. Yes. Why is he called Piggy? <laughs> you ain't seen the curly tail. Okay, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> I decided I'd like to bring back the balaclava because, well, you just don't see them anymore, do you? I think you should see them some more, and here's why. Now, we're bringing the balaclava back. I think it's criminal that we are not allowed to wear balaclavas in this country without looking like perverts or terrorists. Justin? Ridiculous. Cold mornings out there. You must at times want a woolen balaclava buffeting your beautiful, <laughs> gorgeous ears and that manly chin of yours. Hey, listen. We all want to stay warm, don't we? But I think, you know, most people nowadays, if they saw somebody in a balaclava, they would be terrified. You don't want to be out there scaring members of the public, well, but you clearly do. Dennis and I are going to go out in balaclavas. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Well, uh, Ian, you've uh, put this picture of yourself uh, wearing a balaclava on Twitter this morning. It's out there. Unfortunately, um, I have taken that photograph onto the streets this morning. Seeing your people back you to bring the mm. balaclava mm. back. Yeah. You're yeah. not going to like this. Here's oh. what happened. <laughs> he looks like a prat. <laughs> I don't think he'll be happy with that. No. <laughs> now, Mick, when you were growing up, you were one of the boys wearing a balaclava. It kept you nice and warm. Ian Lee wants to bring back the balaclava. Do you think they're outdated now? All fashion goes and comes back. Mm. When the miniskirt first came out, my uncle used to make them. Yeah. And he made them for Fifth Avenue in America. Yeah. And he got a contract for 3,000 pair of miniskirts for Belgium on an export drive. Yeah. Well, then it died. The thing is, though, Mick, you can't really compare a miniskirt to a balaclava, can you? Well, there's a lot of funny people about it. <laughs> Are you one of those funny people? <laughs> I'm the worst dressed man in England. Come on, there's the picture of Ian Lee. If you saw him walking down the street wearing that balaclava, yeah. would that not scare you? No. You go and talk to him? Yeah, who is he? Alex, I've got a picture here of Ian Lee wearing his balaclava. Can you describe that scary image for me, please? Of course, uh, you cannot know, you cannot identify who he is, you know. And uh, actually, you know, to me, it's, it's, uh, it's not ridiculous. It should be a gangster or something like that. I mean, to be fair, he does think that he's a gangster. <laughs> so, what's your memories of wearing a balaclava in your youth? Oh, just, well, it's so cold in them days, we just used to wear them, you know. It was a uh, part, part of the gear, really. Ian Lee wants to bring them back. Are oh. you behind this campaign? Well, there's enough crooks wear balaclavas anyway, isn't there? Hey. So times have moved on. Maybe it's not yeah. the right thing to do. Oh no, I don't think so. No. I just don't like. I just don't like the look of them. It scare you? Yeah. You want to see what's under that balaclava yeah. as well? Yeah. That's even more scary. Yeah. Is that right? Why well, is it not right? Because his face is covered. You don't know who he's presenting. He's like he's hiding or something. Oh, Trust me, that's an improvement. Uh, right. Really? Okay. Hmm. Uh, another um, BBC biased report from Justin <laughs> uh. Dealey, where he's cu- he's cut out all the people that disagree with him, <laughs> and he's approached people that he knows will support his bigoted nonsense view. Absolute nonsense. Those are genuine views of the people at bedsides and bugs. You will not find anybody, and I'm telling you right now, yeah. you, you won't yeah. find anybody oh, yeah. who still wears a yeah. balaclava. Oh yeah, you, you reckon? You reckon? Apart from if they're yeah, a robber. Yeah, you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You reckon, just yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah, you know, do you? Yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Say hello to Maria, Justin. Hi, Maria. Hello there, it's Maria. Hello, Maria. Hello. I've just heard about the balaclava and the records and everything else. I'm taking a, a note at the shop what? to see if they'll put a, 
a notice up. Yes. And let's warn people. About the uh, the care records. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ma- Maria, what do you think about balaclavas? I make them. I, I used to wear, well, till I had the accident, I wore mine, but I'd be wear, I'd wore mine all through this cold weather. Wow. With the cap on top and the ear thing. Down. And you, you've not worn them since the accident? No, but I'm wearing them all this weather Fan- while I'm not on the, on the bike. Fantastic, you see? I make them. So are you they're, wearing... Are you, patterns for them. Are you wearing one now? Yes, oh. now. Oh, Justin, would you like to apologise to Maria? <laughs> Maria, I'm sorry, but I'm genuinely shocked that, that Ian has managed to find anybody who still wears a balaclava, because they are quite In scary. In fact, I've got one for a friend who takes his dogs out early morning, and I've still got to deliver one to him. It's wow. black with a little cap on it. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Yes, I've got one for him, because I know how cold it is in the morning. But Mar- it's been Maria, mild, do you reckon it? you could make one for Justin Dealey? <laughs> oh, I could do. Yeah, would, would you have a go? If, <laughs> if I've got time, I'm so such a busy woman at the moment. I know, I can tell. All your roof came off, all that wind. Did your roof blow off? <laughs> yeah. Oh, blimey. And my dear friends over the road are going to fix it for me. Oh, well, them. good for them. Maria, listen, you're a good sport. Thank you for calling. You see, Justin? Superb. Thank Absolutely you very much. superb. Well done to you. There we go. Justin Daly, thank you very much indeed. We're bringing the Bal Aklava back. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Jean? Radio. Jean? 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 Stevenage. Jean? Jean in Stevenage. Stevenage, Jean, what's your problem? What's your problem, my love? You've come on, you've spoken to Kelly Betts, uh, you want to talk about your son, you want to talk about balaclavas, and yet Kelly Betts... What, what's, what's, hang on, what, what, what's the thing? I wasn't really listening, Kelly. Um, you, you can't get hold of her. I may have taken her number down wrong. Oh, so there's me, there's me um, giving Jean a right royal rollicking. I know. And it's you that's muffed up. Jean, please, can you call me back? 08459 555555. Thank wowzers. you very much. Absolutely wowzers. Look, And in fact, oh. anyone, is, you know, not just Jean, anyone can use that number and call us. OK, but don't um, make it... Don't make it sound like we're desperate on this show. We know we are. They don't need to. Well, we've got Peter and Wilma Green coming up. D- there you go. Fantastic. What do you want to whinge about today? Um, the data. He's up to doubt. Uh, I-, I bet he has. <laughs> we called out for Jean to call in, and Jean has called in. Morning, Jean. Good morning. Jean, you heard my call for Jean. Yes. And you've called in. Yes. Now, I believe you wanted to talk to us about your son's balaclava. No. Huh? My what? Your son's balaclava. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, well, I, d- 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 hang, I, I thought that we wanted to... Hang on a second, let me go to my um, technical team here. <laughs> Kelly Betts. Hello. You said you wanted Jean to call in... Yes. ..to talk about her son's balaclava. Well, Jean doesn't, Jean's called in and she doesn't know anything about her son's balaclava. Seems to be some sort of confusion in the genes. <laughs> I think we've got our genes mixed up, Jean. Yes. <laughs> Have you uh, got a balaclava? No. Have you got a son? <laughs> I'm sure my son doesn't have a, ba- a balaclava. Well, who knows what he gets out. Would you, do you miss the balaclava, Jean? Do I miss it? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. It's, it, they used to be very, very warm, and because of that pesky IRA, we can't wear them anymore. Oh, right, right. I didn't know that. <laughs> Jean, can I ask you a question while I've got you on the line? Yes. You sound like you've had, and I'm going to put this politely, sounds like you've had a fair innings. Um, pardon? So, uh, it sounds like you've had a fair innings. Yes. It says here on the front page of the Daily Mail, you may not get the same uh, medical treatment as someone younger because they might not think you're worth it. Oh, how, a lot. How does that make you feel? Oh, oh, that makes me feel really angry. Yes. It should do. Yes. Don't get too angry. 
Very angry. Don't no, don't get too angry, Jean. No, no, no. Come no. down a little bit. Yeah. What, have, right. you got, what have you got planned for the rest of the day, Jean? What's my plan? Yes. Um, I've got a visitor coming to see me this morning. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's morning or this afternoon, but... Someone's uh, coming okay. later on to see you. Yeah. Um, apart from that, nothing, no. Well, you have a lovely day, Jean. You're a good sport. Thank you for calling in. It was the wrong Jean. Who, so what gene do we want? So we'd, we'd like Jean in Stevenage, who's got a son with a balaclava. Okay. Jean, 08459 555555. Can, can I just say, yeah. when that Jean phoned, yeah. can I just say how sweet she was? Yeah. She went, hello, you called for Jean. How cute is that? Yeah, how wonderful is that? She was a very good sport. <laughs> I'm really good at accents. Later on in this podcast, you'll hear me speaking in South African. It's excellent. Catherine, who does voices all the time, says it's one of the hardest accents there is, don't you, Catherine? Yeah, because you often tip over into Australian. Exactly. But I don't... Anyway, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Before we get to my excellent South African accent, have a listen to a little bit of Geordie Leak. What? What was that? Geordie. The front page of The Sun, exclusive. Ouch. Ant chops off thumb tip with veg slicer. Let's get ready to fumble. There's a picture of uh, Ant McPartlin, half, of course, of Ant and Deck, climbing out of the back of a car. Uh, wound. Ant shows bandaged thumb at Telly Studios yesterday. Telly's Ant McPartlin lost the tip of his thumb by catching it in a vegetable slicer. The Britain's Got Talent host, 38. 38? He's nearly as old as me now. When did that happen? Who, with pal Deck, sang hit Let's Get Ready to Rumble, rushed to hospital with it, but medics could not stitch it back. He said yesterday, God, it was painful! Full story, page five. Full story, page five. Kitchen bungler, Aunt McPart... This is a story... This is the front-page story of Britain's biggest newspaper. Kitchen bungler Ant McPartland told yesterday how he screamed in pain as he tried to slice a potato and ended up chopping the tip of his thumb. The Ant and Dexter 38, who rushed to hospital hoping in vain that medics will be able to stitch it back, said, You like hell? There was a lot of blood! He added, as he turned up at TV studios yesterday with his mangled right thumb bandage, They said they couldn't do it. They'd been left without the tip. Ant, who is right-handed, was left in agony after inviting Deck, 38, round for Sunday dinner. He was using a chef's gadget called a mandoline, which slices vegetables wafer thin. The Britain's got... This, someone has written this. Colin Robinson has decided to sit down and write this... rubbish. The Britain's Got Talent host had bought it specially to make Dauphinoise potatoes. To go with a bit of roast lamb, Ant said. I knew that to get the potatoes still enough, I'd need the proper tool. But I'd no idea how to use one. On a Saturday night, I decided to practice with it. So I got one potato and gave it a call. It was a complete disaster. Ended up slicing the top of my thumb off. Oh, God, it was painful. What, what part did you play in Biker Grove? Spuggy. Oh, what? Spugger. Oh, Spuggy. Spuggy. What part did you play in um, Slumdog Millionaire? Slumdog Millionaire. Hello? What? Huh? Slumdog. That's my Geordie accent. It's very good. Thank mm. you very much indeed. I've obviously believe this... never met a real Geordie. I haven't. I or would a, not. a real Indian. I used to know a Geordie uh, person when I was a child. My mum used to, and I didn't used to like her because I couldn't understand what she was saying. Mm. We're Ben. 
Naughty. It was all that. I couldn't get a word of it. I could not get a word of it. You're being naughty, naughty. Well, yeah, man, what's going on there? Seriously, that is my best Geordie accent. You do a better Geordie accent, Kelly Betts. Why, I pet. What? Hello, Cheryl Cole here. Just wondering, um, <laughs> can I borrow those shoes? Sophie, let's hear yours. Hello, Ian Lee. <laughs> That's awful. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I'm not saying we're desperate or nothing, but if you want to call in with your Geordie accent, you're more than welcome to. I thought I genuinely thought mine was pretty good. I was doing it thinking it was quite a, a good accent. Anne is in St Albans. Morning, Anne. Hiya. How you doing? Hey up. Hey, I'm re I'm re grand love. What? What? You just moved county. Sorry? You've just moved county. That's not Geordie. Is it a t- are you a proper Geordie, Anne? Yes, I am. You, well, luckily you've managed to shake off that accent. Yeah, but somebody else hasn't. Hang on a sec. Oh, uh, why are you, lad? Hello, Mara. Sorry? Hello, Mara. In, in, in English, please, sir. Hello, mate. Oh, hello. Who's this? I'm Anne's husband. Uh, is it... What, and what's your name, sir? I'm Peter. Ah, there we go. I'm Peter. I'm and Peter. I'm fr- uh, 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 and I'm a born and broad Geordie. Again, you've managed to shake off some... How long have you been down here in the... Oh, 40 years. OK, well, you've, you've managed to shake off some of the accent, the really hard edge yeah. bit that, that but, is a little bit annoying. But as I often say, if you're going to do it, do it properly, or do it at all. And what does that mean? If you're going to do it, to do it properly, or don't do it at all. <laughs> I, know, I, well, I used to go up to Newcastle on the train. The minute I got off the train in Newcastle, yeah. you turn the accent back on. It all comes out. Give me some tips, Peter, on how to do the accent, because I, I, I really thought I was having a good uh, stab at it earlier. It, it's very, very much... I mean, the North East accent, the Geordie accent, is very much a regional thing. And it changes round the northeast from Sunderland to Newcastle to Middlesbrough to wherever. And it's it it it's it's very, very broad. As I used to say to some people who used to say, if you're gonna tap the mic there properly or didn't need it out or as a guy said one night, I said, Do you know what Gannon means? He says, I had some left for me tea last night. I said, No. I said, You thought I meant gammon. I said Gannon. That's Gannon doing the road, Gannon along the Scotswood Road, or Gannon on the beer. I'm getting about every fifth word. Yeah, well, there you are, you see. It's, it's, you'd have to go up and stay there for a while. Oh, God, no. To pick it up. I, 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 I couldn't do that. You could do a radio show from up there. Oh, no, don't give them idea. You did, you did, you did in there with your teak in a boot. <laughs> you, you, you're getting there. You're getting there. Tell Anne to stop cackling. She's, the reason she's laughing is because I sound like a younger version of you when I do that accent, and it's making her feel all fruity. Go. You didn't know what you're tacking about, lad. Tacking about, man. <laughs> Anne and Peter, you're very good sports. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Team chat about nothing? Oh, literally, we talk about nothing. Let's have a listen. This is an awesome record. I'll let them finish. And tomorrow we'll be playing I Think I Love You, the Voice of the Beehive cover version of the Partridge Family classic song, I Think I Love You. Kelly Betts? Don't bother. No, oh, no. Oh, really? Oh. I spent a lot of my younger years dancing to uh, Voice of the Beehive they, in my bedroom. They had babies' heads stuck on their guitars, didn't they? Yeah, they were cute. They were cute. I scary. once saw, at the age of 15 years old, dear listener, I went to Alexandra Palace in North London... <sighs> 
and I saw uh, some rubbish band called The Four of Us. They were rubbish. Then I saw uh, Voice of the Beehive. Then I saw Squeeze. And then I saw The Kinks wow. all on the same bill. That was awesome. I was there on my own. It was a bit sad. Mm. I bet Squeeze were best. No, Kinks was best. Really? Squeeze was, was, Squeeze was good. They're clever. Squeeze was clever and good. I didn't really know many Squeeze songs at that oh. point in my life, so I'm there going, oh, I don't really know these songs, but they've got a real great toe-tapping funky beat. And a meaning behind them, each and every one. Yeah, 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 whatever. I've seen Glenn Tilbrough off of Squeeze. Sorry, who? Glenn Tilbrough. Brooke. Glenn Tilbrough. Okay, yeah. Brooke. Yeah, Glenn Tilbrough. Anyway, I've seen that fellow uh-huh. off of Squeeze yeah. and a, a Ray Davis off of Kinks. Do solo things. No, no, no. So no. we're connected in some. We're way. not because I saw the bands. I yeah. saw the full bands. You saw the solo artists. Anyone can see the yeah. solo artists. I saw the full bands. No, they can see them now. They couldn't. They couldn't. Before. No, you, you got that the wrong they way around. At your time. My time was then. Right. Huh? So exactly. There's a story in the paper today. Right. Page three of the Mail. Mother to be. Taken ill on a train, forced to sit on the floor because no one gave up their seat. OK, she wasn't forced to sit on the floor. No one, no one came up to her with a gun and put a gun to her head and said... Glenn Tilbrook. Thank you. No one put a gun to her head and said, Glenn... T- no, stop it. No one put a gun to her head and said, sit on the floor. Sit on the floor. Lady, pregnant lady, sit on the floor. Huh? How did she get back up again? Well, this... What? Well, that was the problem when I was pregnant. Sit on the floor, lady. But then he's trying to get up. No. No, you're missing the point of the story. She is a mother-to-be, taken ill on train, forced to sit on the floor. She wasn't forced to sit on the floor, first point, OK? That's why I was doing the uh, vaguely offensive. By a lack of seats. With her baby bump showing, five months pregnant Victoria oh. Poskett. Five months. Doesn't really show, does it? It's hard to tell. Is it water retention? Is it a baby? We've all, we've all made that call at various points in our lives. Is she fat or pregnant? Unless it's your second or third child and it just seems to go bang straight out there. She might have thought a fellow commuter would give up their seat on the train for her. And although no one was civil enough to do so at first, when she began to feel dizzy and unwell, she could rightly have expected a sympathetic passenger to let her sit down. But again, the 40-year-old, oh dear, mother-to-be, was ignored and forced to, endure, forced to endure the journey sitting on the floor. To compound her misery... Oh, oh for goodness sakes. Where there's a blame, there's a claim. To compound her misery, rail bosses have also told her that should it happen again, they can't allow her to sit in first class. Good. Good. Because if, if I've paid, as I occasionally do, to sit in first class... Elitist. Uh, I, well, sometimes it's only a 15 quid upgrade. That's the price of a ticket. Well, if you're going to Manchester? I've got an idea. Huh? Yeah. You know you can get those fold-away Does, seats? Yes. You just take one of them. That's okay. what I'm going to do. OK, let's focus on this, though. OK. So, she, right, first of all, she shouldn't be given a free first-class seat. I don't agree with that, because th- there is a reason that they are first-class. They, uh, they are for people who pay a little bit more, who want a little bit more luxury. We can't just give them out willy-nilly to someone who may or may not be pregnant. And secondly... There's always, every few months, there's always a story, some pregnant woman banging on about, oh, I, I, no one gives up a seat for me because I'm pregnant. Oh, no one. It's not fair. Two things. You've got yourself pregnant. And secondly... Well, wait, hang on. You can't get yourself <laughs> pregnant. Unless you're a snail. They do, don't they? Do they? Yeah, apparently. Wow. I wonder if anyone lets them sit down on the bus. Firstly, you got yourself pregnant. Your choice. Secondly, I have never seen a pregnant woman 
not be offered a seat right. on a bus or a tube or a train. I've never seen it. I have never seen it. They always get offered. Maybe once she didn't. Maybe maybe all of the people, maybe all of the people on that train were ill. Maybe they were all war yeah. veterans. Maybe they couldn't use their legs properly. She doesn't know. Right. One, I've seen that because I've been that woman, OK? And two, substitute pregnant for old. Is it still OK? An old pregnant woman? No. That is disgusting. An old person who fell ill or who was having a little bit of trouble standing. It's just about being nice to each other, isn't it? This, yeah. this isn't about being pregnant, not pregnant. Just don't be awful to each other. Well, hang on a minute. So you're saying be nice to each other, Yeah, then. how about that? It's radical, isn't it? So how about that, then? That's radical. If I... Rude. We'll stop that when the boys come in, by the way. So you're saying be nice to people. That means what? So if I just see anybody standing up, oh, do you want my seat? Well, then I'm standing up. If I saw an elderly gentleman who was less fit than I was, who needed to sit down, I would offer up my seat. And it's not about being a man or a woman. It's about the fact that I can stand up and he's having trouble. Right? So same goes with pregnant women. I do the same thing. I think this is a myth. This doesn't happen. It happened to me. I don't sit down on the tube because I just cannot be bothered with the politics. <laughs> I just stand. There are a lot of politics. There really are. You're, I'll just stand also, because get I don't off. want to upset anyone. It's easier if you're standing near the door, isn't it, when you want to get yeah. off? Who owns the armrest? Oh, that's a good that's question. The, that's the poli- Who owns the armrest? Particularly, if you're sat at the end with the glass sheet to your left... Right, you can lean on that. Well, you could, well but then that, the armrest, armrest. that armrest is yours. So if you go all the way down, but then there's someone at the end who hasn't got... Who owns the armrest? See, the problem you've got is that you've got arms like Mr Tickle, so you own the armrest whether people have you a right to You own the armrest opposite. And yeah. I wish gentlemen would close their legs. Oh, yeah? For, what's that all about? And so, big, big newspapers as well. Oh, for goodness sakes. But anyway, back to this. Yeah, so I, I, when I was a pregnant woman... Um, the only people oh. that offered me seats on the tube were young, and I'm talking 17, 18-year-old men. Right. In your face, businessmen, eating, read, reading your paper, pretending you can't see me. Eating, reading your paper. Eating your, eating p- your patisserie croissant p- patisserie thing. Patisserie croissant thing. Oh. Oh. Really? Really? When are your boys coming in? <laughs> I'm sure they'll be very proud. <laughs> I've got an idea. Yes, Kelly. Another one. Yes, um, we could dress me up like a really old lady and give me a really big pregnant belly and put me on the train. She's totally not understood any of this. See what happens. Catherine? If you don't like the idea, you can just say no, it's fine. But I'm going to do it whether you're with me or not. What do you think, Catherine? There's a producer. Why's she got her head in her hands? Why's she, why she crying? Stop crying. Stop it, it's making me feel sad and I don't want to feel sad. You're making me feel sad because you're sad. That's selfish. It's because you did that silly voice. Thing. <laughs> oh! Oh! Eight four five nine four. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. If you want to take the mick out of Catherine Boyle. <laughs> wow! We were literally talking about nothing there. That went out on the radio? Apparently, and now it just went out on the podcast. Don't, please don't let my bosses know. You've got bosses? Well, I mean, there's that fella and that lady. They're the, they're the, I mean, they're the oldest, so I'm guessing they're the bosses. They don't listen to this, do they? No, no one does. They, don't know, us. they don't know we do this. Chris's bus story really was a humdinger. I can't remember exactly what it was about, so I'm looking forward to re-listening to it now. It goes on for eight minutes, so it better be good. He says it... Oh, yeah! Eight times! This is good, actually. Trucker Chris! Hello, my boss. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm getting worried because Catherine wants to show me something. I'm trying to ignore her. 
<laughs> yeah, well, uh, this is a very good morning to that lovely Manchurian lash, the trucker's favourite lady, Catherine. Whoa. This for, morning. Why? What's honk, honk. Sick Pardon? note. Sick note's back, yeah. Actually, yeah, not back. <laughs> what do you, what do you uh, want to say to sick note then, Chris? Yeah, um, well, a couple of years ago, it's one of the very few times that I've actually used a bus. Oh, yeah. And, uh, do, you, do you know, Catherine? Catherine, you mm. talk to Chris. I'm sitting this one out. Go on, Chris. Tell me all about it. Hello, sweetheart. How's the lady? How's that lovely Manchurian lass of ours, Lady <laughs> Catherine? All the better for hearing from you, Chris. How, yeah. How's the trucking going? Where are you off to today? Uh, I'm on the way down to London with a shed load of chemicals. Oh, yeah, it's a bit, bit, bit nasty. But, you take uh, it easy as you go. Uh, I will do, and you, my sweetheart. All right, tell me what happened on this bus then. Yeah, okay, sweetheart. So, what happened on the bus? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, say to Ian, uh, a couple of years ago, it was the first time I've used a bus in a long, long time, and it was uh, pretty full. And uh, a lady got on with a broken leg and crutches. Um, I stood up to give her my seat, which she took, and the bus driver asked me to leave the bus. What? But, yeah, because apparently um, it's up to the discretion of the bus driver to who he lets stand on the bus. And I was asked to leave, but he wouldn't move the bus until I got off. Flipping it, what a story. Right, do you mind if I just put you through to Ian with this one? It's a belter. Hang on. Ian, call for you. OK, we're going to go back to trucker Chris. Morning, Chris. Hello, boss man, how are you? Yeah, I'm oh, good, thank you. Chris, what have you got for me? Uh, well, just saying to Catherine there, a couple of years ago, it was one of the very few times I used a bus. Yeah, what happened? And it was, and it was pretty full, and a lady got on, on cr- with crutches with a legging plaster, and I was offered her my seat, which she duly took, and the bus driver asked me to leave the bus because he wasn't prepared what? to let me stand. He did what? He asked me to leave the bus. Apparently, yeah. they have a ruling on the buses that um, it's up to the discretion of the bus driver to who he lets stand or how many people he lets so stand. So, hang on a minute. So, you gave this pregnant woman the seat? Yeah. And you had to get off the bus? Yeah, he asked me to leave the bus. He wouldn't move the bus until I got off. Hang, hang on a second. Kelly, Kelly. Sorry, I've just come back in. What's happened? Kelly, this is an ama- Kelly's just been out to the loo. This is an incredible story. Chris, tell Kelly the story. Yeah. Um, so, one of the few times I was um, on a bus. Yeah, you were on a bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, was sitting, I was on the bus and the bus was pretty full. Yeah. And uh, a lady got on with crutches and a, a broken leg. And she was standing and I offered her my seat, which she duly took. Yeah. And then the bus driver asked me to get off the bus because he wasn't prepared to let me stand. That's outrageous. Yeah, so now I won't, uh, I won't get up now. But, well, I don't use a bus anymore, you know, but, but if I was on a bus, I wouldn't get up. Oh, that's a oh, shame. I, I wouldn't get out of the seat. You know, so uh, they'd have to stand as far as I'm concerned now. Justin? Who's, who's this on Fader 3? Who have we got here? Should be Justin. Justin, are you there? Justin! Justin! I think he's he just can't believe the story. Chris, I want I want the, I want Justin to hear this because he won't he won't believe this. Get 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 Justin up. This is incredible. So the driver, tell me again. Chris. Yes, mate. Tell me again. Yeah, I was, a couple of years ago, I was on a bus and the bus was pretty full, and a lady got on crutches and a leg in plaster, and I offered her my seat, which she duly took. And then I was asked to get off the bus because the bus driver wasn't prepared to let me stand. Right. And, and apparently, it's up to the bus driver who he lets stand or not, and how many. So she wasn't... And he, and it, she and he wouldn't move the bus until I got off. So she wasn't pregnant, she had a leg in plaster? Yeah, she had a leg in plaster, yeah, she was on crutches, yeah. Were, were you not tempted to say what? to her, excuse me, love, there's been a bit of a mix-up, uh, can I have that seat back? I felt like it, but, I mean, what could you do, <laughs> you know? Well, I would 
you're already plumped or bum in the, in the square, like, you know. Well, I would have, I would have said... Uh, well, I was a bit miffed, you know, but, I mean, I created a little bit and threw me dummy out the pram and he gave me, me, he gave me me fare back, but that's not the point, you know. I mean, I was already on the bus. We've got, we've got a work experience working here, Chris. We've got, um, uh, Clary is a work experience. Morning, Clary. Hiya. Clary, excellent cup of coffee that you're doing. And oh, thanks. You enjoy working at BBC Three Counties. It's all right. You having fun? Yeah. I think, what, what do you want to be when you uh, grow up? Um, I wouldn't mind being on the radio a bit. Well, you're on the radio a bit now, Clary. Fun. Listen, Chris has just called in. Chris? Yes, mate? Tell Clary the story, because I don't think she'll believe this. <laughs> well, you want me to tell her at yeah, all Tell Clary, go on, because she was out. She wouldn't yeah. have heard this. Right, I was on a bus a couple of years ago. Yeah? Uh, the bus was pretty full. A lady got on with crutches and a broken leg. And I offered her my seat, which she duly took... I stood up and the bus driver asked me to leave the bus because he wasn't prepared to let me stand. And apparently it's up to the bus driver to who or who or how many people we let stand, if any. Can you believe that, Clary? That's crazy! Justin! Morning, boss. Listen, we just had Chris call in, Mm. right? Um, Chris, tell Justin your story, because I don't think he's going to believe this. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Go on, go on, Chris. Go on, Chris. I'll tell, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what, Justin, not a lot of people know this, mate. OK, Chris, I'm ready for it. Come on. <laughs> yeah. A couple of years ago, I was on a bus, mm-hmm. which is one of the rare occasions. The lady, and it was pretty full, and a lady got on with crutches and a broken leg. Right. I offered her my seat, which mm. she duly took. Yep. Then the bus driver asked me to leave the bus because he wasn't prepared to let me stand. What? Yeah, exactly. What? That's <laughs> ridiculous. I threw, I, I, well, I threw me dummy out the pram. Yeah. Jumped, jumped up and down, pulled what air I got out, and <laughs> uh, got me got me fair back. But I still had to get off the bus. But this is the problem, though, Chris, isn't it? Because you know, some people, uh, w- when they do give up their seat for whatever reason, have a negative experience, and then that will then put you off from from doing the same in the future, won't it? Well, it will. It has. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, that was one of the very rare occasions. <laughs> I drive everywhere usually, but that was one of the very rare occasions that I actually. Use the bus, you know. And it, Crazy. But what I couldn't understand was why did he? Why would he be willing to let her uh, stand yeah. and not me? Chris, stay there a second. Richard and Stephen have just called in. Morning, Richard. Morning, Richard. You wanted to have a word with Chris, did you? Yeah, Chris. I, I was just listening to your story about um, having to stand up on the bus, but I didn't catch the end. Could you just repeat the story for me? Chris, can you tell the story again to just uh, to Richard? Hello. Yeah, Chris, can you hear me? Yeah, just about. Richard yeah. just called in. He missed the story. Could you tell him the story again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was on a bus a couple of years ago, and it was pretty full. And uh, a lady got on with crutches and a leg in plaster. I stood up and offered her my seat, which she duly took. And then the bus driver asked me to get off the bus because he wasn't prepared to let me stand. That's incredible. Yeah, apparently, um, I was informed that it's up to the bus driver to who he lets stand and how many, and when. What do you, what do you reckon um, to that, Richard? Well, I have to remember that. It's on, on, on the bus. It's, it's incredible. I mean, it is incredible. Uh, we could just go to Alice. Yep. Alice, uh, it's Ian here. Alice, uh, Richard, Alice is our, is our <laughs> travel expert. Alice, Richard has just told us an amazing story about... Okay. I'm not going to... Richard, tell Alice... Uh, the, the, the Chris, sorry. Tell uh, Alice the story. <laughs> Hello, sweetheart. Hello. Uh, yeah, I was on a bus a couple of years ago. Uh, it was pretty full. A lady got on with crutches and a busted leg in plaster. I offered her my seat, which she took, and then the bus driver asked me to leave the bus because he wasn't prepared to let me stand. But he was prepared to let her stand. What? 
yeah, exactly what. <laughs> so that doesn't make any out. sense. Yeah, so I threw my dummy out the pram, jumped up and down, and uh, he gave me my fare back, but I still had to get off the bus. Why he did you have to out. get off the bus? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why was he prepared to let a lady with a busted leg stand, but not me? Richard... It's a great... Uh, sorry, I keep calling you Richard. Chris, it's a great story. Do you reckon yes, we could get you on after 8 o'clock to tell that story on air? Yeah, you can do if we'll, you let me know when. Well, I'll tell you, we'll, give, we'll give you a call back a bit later. And we'll, it, was, it, was, it sounds great. I think the listeners would like to hear that as well. So we'll get you on air a bit later. Yeah, OK. Well, I'll keep my hands free and my phone in my pocket. So, so I should be... Uh, yeah, pick you up anywhere then. Good lad, Chris. We'll speak to you later on. I'm sure the listeners will want to hear that. I didn't quite get that. The bus story. What happened? Right, so he was on a bus. He doesn't normally get on buses. And I tell you what, I, I'll explain it while we listen to uh, us playing Jinx. Jinx! Jinx! It's not at the oh, same no, time. We didn't oh. say it. Not at the what? Same, same tart. It doesn't work, work like that. That's no. No. Steady. Jinx! You oh, can't do it. Do it. You, you're such. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Divvy. Front page of the Comet. The Stevenage edition, £4,000 bike stolen in scam. Duh, listen to this and see if you can spot the flaw in this. Right, go on. A bike worth almost £4,000 offered for sale online has been stolen, with the thief pretending to be an interested buyer. You know what happened? A white Trek time trial bike was stolen at 4.30pm on Saturday after a man posing as a buyer visited a house in Stevenage. The man asked to test the bike. Oh. Uh, selling, gave, selling bikes number one. Don't uh, let him ride it off. He gave the victim a laptop bag, which the victim assumed had a laptop inside. He then cycled off down Lechmore Road uh, and didn't return. After a short while, the victim checked the bag, which he found contained books. Books. They're good books, though. Well, this is the thing. It doesn't specify what the books were, and I think we need to know... There might have been priceless antiques. Yeah, you're uh, this £4,000 bike. Is it all right if I have a test ride? Just around the block. You can hold my computer. Yeah. We're imagining that's how they spoke. Yeah, sure. OK, then, fine. No problem, Governor. Tw- 20 minutes oh, later... Oh, I've been like a kipper. He's not come back. Let me have a look. Oh, no, Mum! Mum, it's books! It's books, Mum! Saying that... When you put on the spot, you do daft things. And I'm sure they're kicking themselves now. You know, because politeness, British politeness kicks in. No, I'm sure it'll be fine. I don't need no. to check this. No, no. You would check it, would you? Oh, yeah, I'd say... Would yeah, you bite the a... coins they handed over? Yeah. <laughs> I would... You know when they hold money up to the light? Yeah. What are they looking for? It's not the... the watermark. S- well, it's... I thought that... No, I thought... Because it used to be the metal strip, didn't yeah. it? But now you can, you can forge that strip. I thought you could forge watermarks. What's the thing they do with the pen in the shop? Hasn't it got um, a, a design that can only be shown up under ultraviolet? Is that right? Or if it's been marked as nicked, what? it'll show up, won't it? Oh. That magic ink. Because part of me thinks, don't draw invisible stuff on my pen, on my, my money. And what's the deal with Scottish money? Uh, it's legal tender. Yeah, you, you, you try telling that to a cabbie or the majority of shopkeepers. Yeah. But usually there's a Scotsman behind you who will shout it over your shoulder. Hey, it's legal tender, honey! you got, you got to take it. Page three of the Express. Childhood capers we just won't give up. Uh, 50 things that... Uh, kids' things that adults still do. Yeah. Number one, popping bubble wrap. Yes. Well, yeah. Sometimes you get the big bubble wrap. You can roll on that. Man alive. Have you ever done that? Yeah. Totes. Um, uh, going on a swing. I don't like swings. They make me nauseous. I like them. No, make me nauseous. Uh, pulling silly faces. Well, duh. It was hard work when my boys came in uh, on Wednesday. 
because they were in the studio through there, obviously, and I felt uh, obliged to entertain. So I was t- t- talking about some very serious issues. I can't remember what the issues were, and I won't demean them by uh, saying them on there. But while I was doing some very serious interviews, I'm also going... But they did have their noses pressed to the window, so yes. to ignore them. I'm, I was pulling silly faces, is what I was pulling uh, silly faces whilst uh, having a water fight. Saying jinx! No one says jinx anymore. Do you know what jinx is? Yeah, when you say the same thing at the, at the same, same time. time. Jinx! Jinx! Don't you have to do a thing? No, you can't speak until I say your name. Oh. I've got to say your name. Is that, is that how you play jinx, Kelly? Is it that way around, though? Sorry? When what? two people jinx... Yeah? Why, why who decides... Sides? Jinx! Yo, this is awesome! No, no, I said it, you can't say it, you I, can't... What word did well, you, you say the same, then? Decides. So I've said it. What word? No, we said decides. Decides. Jinx! No, you're jinx! jinx. You you're jinx! Speak. You are jinx! Speak until, like, you're, you're jinx! You're jinx! You're jinx! 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 You can't speak I until I said it first! I said it first! Jinx! Jinx! I said it first! Jinx! 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 You can't speak! You can't speak! Catherine, tell her she can't speak! Oh, you you just said my name. No, I've got to say your full name. Uh, So, right, so hang on a second. Where where are we now? You can't speak. I'm speaking to Catherine. And you can't speak. I'm speaking to Kelly. But I'm going to. you can't. But I am. What will happen? I'll just lose all respect for you. Oh, well, I don't care about that. Right, Catherine Boyle, tell her. Oh, she said your name. I know, so I can say it now. Yeah. Can you two grow up? Oh, Mum. Richard always bangs in... Richard always, <laughs> Richard always, Richard always bangs into my mornings by phoning in to have a go at me about my pronunciation. Here he is doing it again on Friday. I had a call from head office, uh, pronunciation department. Really? Do you not mean the pronunciation department? I knew you'd fall for that. The girl said you'd fall for that. Well, it's not she falling did. for it. It's we correcting you. But before I go on to that, there is a possibility that you, my dear boy, yes. are related to Spanish royalty. Oh, hey, go on, I'll fella. Just, I'll just, I'll just touch on my estate agency expertise first. Property with a sinkhole for sale. Nice detached property. Potential for swimming pool. No planning permission. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> now listen, this business about... This, stop, stop it. Pay attention. Yes. This business about your pronunciation. Yes. Apparently you can't roll your R's and it may be an affliction that you've got from the um, Spanish nobility dating back to the Andalusian list. Now, they've asked me at the BBC Pronunciation Unit to um, get you to repeat after me um, fresh furore in February. Watch my lips. Fresh furore in February. Right, OK. First of all, I'm not attempting to roll my R's. That's something completely different. That's from the John Gaunt school. Just pronounce it. OK. What do you want me to pronounce? Fresh furore in February. There was a fresh furore in February that was quite macabre. Sorry? You're doing a Jonathan Ross, which is an imitation of no. the Andalusian no. list. Have you heard of the Andalusian list? I've, I've heard of cutting off Richard and Winslow, which I'm about to you're do. You're always doing that. You're always doing that. Yeah, you're right, actually, I am. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. What's a cheek? What an absolute cheek, really. I can give you a precise example of the Andalusian accent, if you'd like. <sighs> I mean, only because I have one minute to fill before Alice comes and they does the travel. They don't pronounce their S's. Right. Mm-hmm. So they say, Fui una fiesta con amigo. Oh... What did you just say? I went to a party with my friends. Is oh, that what you said? Tell us what happened at the party. Bebimos una cervecita. Y bueno. Nada. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. I'm really enjoying your accent. Yeah. 
What's the accent? It's from Andalusia in Spain. I didn't hear it. Can you do it again? Well, the best example is to say, if we're in a fiesta con los amigos, o quieres este, este, o este. That's okay. This one, this one, or this one? I love them all. (laughs) Oh, man alive! Catherine Boyle! (laughs) Now, I've teased it. I've teased it. Here it is. You heard my excellent Geordie accent, man, which was really good. (laughs) What? Wow. I'm a Geordie. Why, you, why are you sh- Ian is sitting with his shoulders shrugged right up to his ears? Because old Geordies have got near shoulders like Spooky. So that was the Geordie. But here is the uh, piece de resistance. It's me in South Africa speaking the native language South African. Right, so got an email uh, here. Where is it? Where have you gone, computer? This is uh, from James, entitled uh, Banter and Handguns, on the, uh, the back of this story that's on the front page of The Sun. The uh, city trader got shot in the leg. Robin Clark, the wolf of Shenfield. He's back to work after a month off and his mates thought it'd be hilarious to wear balaclavas and sneak up behind him and go, bang, bang, bang! I, I, at first thought, I, I thought it was hilarious, classic bands, and then I'm thinking, well, actually, is it? Is it? It's a little bit... Too soon, too soon. Anyway, James emails, Ian, many years ago, my brother and I had some banter with my cousin as he was just finishing work at a ladies' clothing store. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness gracious me. This is, this is awful. I've just read this. Sorry, this is awful, what's being done here, right? I think this is in South Africa. OK, I think this is happening in South Africa. Oh, hang on a minute. It's taking a dark turn. Uh, well, yes. In terms of the crime rate in South Africa. Many years ago, my brother and I had some banter with my cousin as he was just finishing work at a ladies' clothing store. Now, this isn't banter. We sped up outside the rear of the staff entrance, jumped out of the car... With handguns drawn. This was the days in South Africa when everybody had a handgun. Shoved my cousin up against the wall, frisked him, shoved him into the car and sped off. We thought it was hilarious. We were laughing for weeks, especially when he went to work a few weeks later. It was a part-time job and his employer decided that they no longer required his services. Happy days. We were 18, I'm now 42. That's from Jim. Did they? Did the cousin know that it was his cousins? I would. Well, I would guess not. Otherwise, that's not bad. No, eventually, does he know well, now? I, I, would, I would imagine eventually they'd have taken the balaclavas and gone. Ah ha mate! You see, I got you, you there. You don't know that they might have rolled him out into the. De- I don't know, into the savannah somewhere. I totally got you there, mate. I don't get where the joke is. I don't get the joke either. It's it's totally not liquor. What? Who are you doing? I'm doing a South African. And that's actually a very good accent. Catherine Boyle is uh, head of accents here. That's not a bad accent, is it? It's not bad at all. Can you say slide? How do they say slide? Uh, How do they say slide? Slad. I want to slad. I want to go on the slad. I want to go on the slad. I want to go... When is it mutton to have a go on the slad? I'm offended. That's not lecker. What? That mean, they say lecker when it's not fun... When it's, when it's funny. If it's lecker, it's funny. And it's not lecker that I can't go on the slad. <laughs> that's... I could do an accent! You can't. I, you do a South African accent. They're really hard to do. Is it one of the hardest to do? For me, I I find it very difficult to do it. I can do one of the hardest accents there is. Also in the week, um, I entertained the troops by bringing my two children in. (laughs) It's half term, and by uh, Wednesday we were desperate for things to do. So my boys came in. If you listen carefully to my eldest son here arguing with me, he's already developed slightly superior and more intelligent banter than my other bantista... Catherine Boyle. Oh! He was good, come on. Justin, thank you very much uh, for that. Uh, we've, got, uh, we've got some people from Ofcom have just come in uh, to the building, Justin. Yeah. 
uh, they do one of those kind of surprise visits, and oh, one yeah. of them one of them wants to say something about that, don't you? Where are you going, Mr. Ofcom man? What? Say, excellent report, Justin. Excellent report, Justin. But you're very silly. Oh. Yeah. Anything else you want to say to to, to him? You do, do you want to say, um, could you get some coffee on the way back home? Could you get some coffee on the way back home? Yeah, yeah, I'll get some coffee, no problem. <laughs> Thank you very much. Say bye-bye to Justin. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There we go. Fantastic. Well, that protest is, uh, is happening all day, and no doubt we'll keep some more on that. You're stuck, are you? Right. OK, I'm, I'm still fi- I'm still got the radio show to finish. It's funny that these are made out of Lego. He's noticed that the studio uh, here at BBC Three Counties Radio is made out of Lego. So, uh, yeah, can I... I'm going to finish... Are you off? Oh. I'm going to finish... Can I fi- I'm going to finish the show now. Do you want to sit on my lap while I finish it? Yeah, you want to come up here? Oh, I'd finish it. Have you enjoyed coming to BBC Three Counties Radio? Yeah. What do you think about it? Good. What, what bits did you like? <laughs> You like the fact that the studio is made out of Lego. This is it is. What bits didn't you like? Where do you think we could improve our output? It means what could we do better here? Uh, switch these switches down and up. Yeah, switch switches down and up. And what do you? Be honest. Be honest. What did you think about Catherine? Good. Yeah. And what did you think about Kelly Betts? Good. Really? Do you think we should fire them or? Yeah, we should fire them. Don't take those off! I want. Oh, no, you've taken them all off! Oh, for goodness sakes. Right, that's it. That's your lot. Don't forget, if you want to get in touch during the week, you're more than welcome to. You can send me an email, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. Uh, you can uh, write about anything that you think... No, dot o o u a That's not the That's not the email. No, it's not the email. It's ian.lee at bbc.co.uk is the email. No. That's not even an email address. That's not, even a, that's not even an email address. It's ian.lee at bbc.co.uk if you want to send me an email about anything that you think we might like to talk... That, right, that's, that's not even an email address. No, it's not. No, it's... Do you want to introduce Alice again? Do you want to say, here's the travel with Alice? Well, we, we can't wait because we're running out of time. Well, quick, I'm going to do it then. Well, no, quick, I've got to do it. Quick. Now. Quick travel news for beds, cards and... Say, here's the travel with Alice. Here's the travel with Alice. Catherine, do you want to do the outro? I feel like you've been underused. No, I don't mind. Just do it. That's right. Do it in Spanish. All right, you're... you're, All right. Goodness sakes. You're better at banter than my four-year-old son. Thank you. Has estado escuchando el podcast de Ian Lee. Lo siento mucho. Thanks for listening to this free download from BBC Three Counties Radio, your local radio station for beds, hearts and bucks, on FM, AM, digital radio, and online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 